Welcome to this podcast of the Grazia Dio Business Review. This is Audra Quinn, Managing Editor of the GBR, and I'm here today with Stephen R. Axley, Ph.D., Professor of Management in the College of Business and Technology at Western Illinois University. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Axley. Thanks for having me. Um, so, Dr. Axley is the author of Self-Organizing Conversation as an Invitation to Serendipity, which explores a tool for handling the relentless change that companies are constantly struggling to adapt to, and that tool being self-organizing conversation. So the article can be found in Volume 14, Issue 1 of the Grazio Business Review, which you can check out online at gbr.pepperdine.edu. So, Dr. Axley, I think that sometimes when people hear the word serendipity, they think of something that's kind of just dumb luck, basically, something faded. But you describe it as something much more deliberate and something you can actually generate or conjure for an organization. So tell me a little bit about how that's possible. Okay. Uh, well, of course, it can be uh, dumb luck, and that's uh, one of the real common experiences we all have uh, with uh -huh. this. But there are also things that uh, people can do, that organizations can do, to essentially increase the odds of uh, uh, increasing uh, one's exposure to new things, new people, new ideas, uh, that sort of thing. So it really boils down to doing things, uh, going places, meeting people uh, who increase the odds of new discoveries and learning. Um, for instance, uh, things that will increase your exposure to those kinds of uh, conditions. And a key thing here is, a uh, key element, is uh, the notion of difference. Uh, that being difference of people, difference uh, places, difference in experiences. Those are the mm -hmm. kinds of things that produce novelty in our own insights and in our learning. So basically doing those kinds of things that result in meeting new people, uh, new places, experiencing new things and so forth are likely to increase the odds of serendipity happening. Hmm, very interesting. So um, can you actually define for us what self-organizing conversation is? Well, self-organizing conversation basically differs from the kind that uh, most of us have in our garden variety types of conversation uh, in this sense. Um, basically, it has to do with presenting people, participants, with uh, certain kinds of rules. Generally, they're very simple sorts of rules and then applying those rules and, and observing them throughout the course of the conversation, but then letting the, the conversation evolve in accordance with those uh, rules. Hmm, okay. uh, generally, something like that may occur on a real, real informal level when we have an everyday type of conversation. But we're not talking about the fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants uh, conversation. We're talking about something that's more deliberate and something that's uh, very consciously designed. Mm -hmm. and therefore more productive. Yes, essentially the designs of certain uh, formats are likely to produce certain kinds of results. So mm -hmm. that's kind of the, uh, the idea. You really can't predict what will come of them, but you can uh, hopefully get them headed in certain directions that are likely to produce interesting and uh, constructive and productive results. Mm -hmm. And you outlined two existing models for this practice in the article. Can you talk a little bit about the concept behind each of those? Uh, yes. One of those is uh, the World Cafe, and another one is called Open Space Technology. Each of these is an approach to using self-organizing conversation to address issues, answer questions, solve problems, uh, what have you, create learning, the things that organizations and people are interested in doing. Um, mm -hmm. 
the World Cafe operates on the principle of the very metaphor that you uh, hear when you when you say that name. It's uh, very much like a cafe environment. It's designed along the lines of great conversations that we've all had in a cafe uh, type of a setting. It's guided by a question or key questions that have been very carefully designed uh, mm-hmm. for the conversation. And in, in essence, the process of the World Cafe creates a living network of people and of ideas. And the process can run for uh, as short as about 90 minutes to as long as, uh, you know, a very long time, providing that breaks and so forth are built into it. But eventually then the ideas that result from the cafe are harvested and made available for everybody. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's basically mm-hmm. the, the gist behind the World Cafe. Open Space Technology, or OST, as it is often called, is an approach in which people self-select themselves around uh, topics about which they are passionate. Usually it relates to a particular focal question or topic, and uh, people self-select on uh, the basis of their passion for the topic, the issue, what, what have you, mm-hmm. and they take responsibility for doing something about those issues. Open Space Technology, or uh, OST, as it is often called, involves people self-selecting around topics that they're passionate about, mm-hmm. uh, relating to some kind of focal question or issue, and uh, they also are willing to take responsibility for directing work related to those particular issues or questions. Mm-hmm. In OST, generally emergent groups self-organize around issues that have been created in connection with the topic, and these groups self-organize to tackle the issues that are identified, and eventually they report results back to the whole group. Mm -hmm. They prioritize issues as a whole, the group does, and uh, next steps may be identified and that sort of thing. And uh, open space technology can run as uh, short as about a day to about as long as uh, three days or so. Those are the two techniques. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So how did you personally become interested in this topic, and how did your, your article for the Grazidia Business Review come about? Well, really, um, my, uh, my whole interest here is kind of the intersection of three things for me. For quite a while, I've had an interest in self-organizing systems, something that relates to a broader uh, subject called complexity science. A second a- area of uh, contributing to this, uh, you know, this intersection here is a long, longer-term interest that I've had in organization change and, and development for, uh, going back for a very long time. And the third area of interest uh, has to do with the role of communication, and in particular the role played by conversation in both self-organizing systems and in organization change and development. And it's probably the intersection of those three things that I've had a long-term interest in that has uh, led me to this point, basically, where uh, Mm -hmm. I wanted to focus upon these two different kinds of approaches that involve self-organizing and that also have to do with organization change and development and that, of course, are Mm conversation-based. Okay, so what are some of the key takeaways for listeners? How Basically, how do we become better conversationalists in our workplace? And I'm sure this transcends into the personal life as well. Well, I think maybe I would mention three things here, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe four, but I'll start with three. Sure. One of, the, one of the things that I think people need to do, that we all need to do in this day and age, is to look for ways of increasing uh, our exposure to uh, something that the article brings up called knowledge flows. 
that has to do with very dynamic, evolving streams of knowledge that are available, and we need to find ways to plug into them. And mm -hmm. part of this has to do with keeping ourselves in contact with lots of people, different kinds of people, different places, different kinds of experiences, and, and things along those lines. So part of this has to do with just our own approach to learning. There's no real finish line to learning these days. Right. And, and so uh, that kind of an approach, that sort of an attitude, is, uh, is going to be real uh, important because it helps create the mindset necessary to, uh, to learn from other people via conversation and other forms of uh, you know, expression and so forth. I think a second takeaway here concerns the accessibility of the tools themselves, the approaches themselves in this instance. A point that I make in the article is that these processes are fairly well time-tested and well-worn in the sense that they're very resilient and very robust. They don't require extensive, extensive expertise in order to facilitate, certainly, and they require virtually no expertise to participate in one uh, because mm -hmm. uh, conversation is something that we're, we all do naturally uh, anyway. And so there's no particular rigorous background along those lines that's required of us. But as far as even facilitating these kinds of things, self-study, you know, a thoughtful approach to things, accessing different kinds of resources that are available, and there are lots and lots of resources that are available to support anyone's interest in these particular methods. Mm -hmm. And I think a third takeaway here would be for people to find ways in which they can participate in and even host one or both kinds of uh, these approaches, a, a world cafe or an open space technology event with an eye towards developing uh, one's own individual knowledge or uh, the knowledge in their particular organizations. That's an important uh, element is to kind of take that next step. It requires some faith in the process and the resilience of the design of the process and then basically uh, stepping into the unknown and uh, allowing it to work. Uh, I think those are probably things that I think are worth taking away from, from uh, an article like this. Excellent. Well, it's been wonderful having this conversation with you today. Dr. Axley, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Well, be sure to check out the full-length article, Self-Organizing Conversation, as an invitation to serendipity at gbr.pepperdine.edu. Thanks so much for tuning in to this podcast of the Grazia Dio Business Review.